All right. Hey, beautiful people. It's your girl, Arielle, and this is another episode of our podcast, Say It With Your Breast Podcast. I'm excited because I'm going to do this one solo. No interviews today. I'm primarily doing that because I've been getting some questions about how I have been um, doing as a first-time skincare brand entrepreneur and how I've been able to start it and manage it and what it looks like and what it requires. And so I thought this would be a fun episode for those of you out there who might have your heart set on starting your own skincare or hair care brand and, you know, maybe just want some tips or some advice. And I'm going to give you specifics in this episode of tools that you can use that can help you make your life easier as you go about this journey. So um, stay tuned. And if you have other questions, you guys know you can always email me and you can also DM and follow at Say It With Your Breast on Instagram. Okay, so just to give you some background quickly, and then I'll jump into some of these tips and tools, right? So I have a background in social work and in real estate. I did not have any intention on launching a brand, a skincare or hair care brand, as far as last year was concerned. We launched August. 2020, height of COVID, people at home during lockdown. And I was not purposefully like planning this to happen. And I tell everyone that because I didn't have a plan. I didn't go into it saying I'm going to do XYZ in this amount of time. I just had an idea out of necessity for myself. So, you know, with At the time, I was dealing with a lot with um, transitioning from one uh, transaction coordinator uh, with my real estate uh, job and transitioning to a new broker. And things were just kind of hectic for everybody because of COVID and all of the uncertainty around how life was going to look for everybody moving forward. So, of course, my mind was on, you know, just stability and self-care and trying to stay calm in the midst of this storm around us all. And with having projects and multiple things going on, my stress level was kind of high, but, you know, I'm used to dealing with high stress situation. So I wasn't too bothered by it, but my skin was. (laughs) My skin was. And it's not anything new. I was actually diagnosed with something called seborrheic dermatitis, which is a type of eczema. I was diagnosed with that about 20 years ago. And um, so I was like in middle school, high school. And at the time I was diagnosed and I was prescribed different steroids and things like that for my skin, but I would use it temporarily because it was so greasy. And, you know, I wasn't trying to just walk around with my hair looking all greasy. So I really barely ever used it. And the thing with steroids, you can only use it for a certain amount of time because it can thin your skin. It's not really great for you if you're a young child or if you're pregnant. Like there's so many things, right? So it's just not the best, but it's a good alternative as an antifungal and blah, blah, blah. So 
Throughout the years of just being a product junkie, I've tried so many different shampoos, oils, serums, and sprays um, that claim to really help your skin. And so I think the seed was planted all those years ago. Even as a child, I really loved creating things. I used to sew and make my own purses, my own clothes, not all the time, but these were just different hobbies that I had. I even took a sewing class um, after my undergraduate studies. like. These are just different things that were in, that were interests of mine, but I never thought of them as a career. So, you know, my cousin and I, we used to play in flowers and we would make products out of those flowers. And I, I remember I made a cleaning product when I was, I don't even remember how old I was, maybe like nine, eight or nine, I don't know. Um, but these seeds were planted, I guess, in my life early on. And life just decided to manifest something similar on a bigger scale at this point in my life. So at the time, I wasn't planning to start a brand, but my skin was flaring up last summer, just the heat and the stress and the yada yada. And and I was used to it, but I was also just fed up at the time and I wanted to try something new. So if you are a person who, you know, you're trying to figure out what you're passionate about and you're not quite sure, or maybe you're passionate about multiple things, and you're not quite sure what to focus on or how to focus, one of the things I would recommend is just going back to your childhood. You know, go back to the days when you weren't worried about how to do things. You weren't worried about where the money was going to come from. All you wanted to do was have fun. And I would go back to those things you did as a child. I look back even when I was in high school, I used to, um, just for fun, I used to sketch. I used to sketch clothes and I also used to sketch houses. So I would specifically floor plans. I used to sketch floor plans and, you know, that has somehow manifested today and I'm, you know, flipping houses as a side thing to do. And I enjoy it so much and I love it. And it wasn't until recently when I looked back and I was like, oh my God, I used to do this as a kid. I can't believe I'm actually really doing this now and making floor plans that actually become properties, you know? So I would recommend looking back to see what you enjoy doing and kind of implementing those things in your life now. And if you don't, that's fine. If you have to you know, work a particular type of job for a while to get on your feet or to get earn some savings, do that. I will say for me, I did not start Bees by You Skincare with a lot of money on hand. I started with under $100. And that's really feasible when it comes to just creating one thing. You don't have to start with an entire line of, of clothes or an entire line of skincare products or an entire line of hair care products. Um, you might just want to start with one thing and one sample that you can try and make sure you like it first. You have to do what you love and what you like or it won't show and people will know that, that you don't really care. So that would just be one little tip. So moving forward, like I said, I really at the time thought, okay, there has to be something better for my skin my skin condition that I haven't tried. And so as you know, usual, I went online and I started researching and I actually ordered some other products. And again, they weren't doing what I needed them to do. They were oily, they were heavy, and I don't I wanted something really light. So I was thinking I would start with one type of product, a cream or a salve, something lightweight that I could just use on my scalp, you know, maybe weekly. And I did, I made it and I hated it, you guys. I hated it. So my second tip 
or just second piece of, of, of advice or real, real reality check for you is that it might not be perfect at first. It might not be perfect for a year, um, but keep going if it's something you're truly passionate about and something that can help other people. I think the reason why Bees by You to this day has really changed my life and my perspective on career paths and what you am in passion is that it helps so many other people than myself. So if you can combine what you have always loved doing with what can what what you can do to help other people, you might have a winner on your hands, even if it's not a winner at at the start. So for me, like I said, I did not um like the first product, I actually cried real tears because I was so upset with myself for wasting product, like wasting materials, right? I was like, oh my God, I bought all this stuff. And again, I didn't start with a lot, but I was still very upset with myself. And that's another tip. Be easy on yourself, especially if you're doing something you've never done before. If you're making a product you've never made before by yourself, DIY in your kitchen, be easy. If you're sewing clothes and it doesn't come out exactly the way you wanted it the first time, be be easy. Just be easy on yourself and continue to educate yourself and do your research, right? So sometimes um, things are not falling apart, but they're falling together. So the more research you do, the more you can start to put the puzzle pieces of your business together. So in saying that, once I had, um, once I knew what I did not want to make, I then decided on what I did want to make, which was going to be something water-based, lightweight. It was going to make my scalp smell good and feel good. And I started researching not just what makes skin nice. I wanted to get to the heart of the problem. So I started researching the actual problem. So whatever you're trying to solve, if it's dry hair, if it's color-treated hair, if you're trying to create a skincare brand for specifically discoloration or anything in specific, uh, anything specific, I would say research the problem because it will help you come up with a solution. Just looking at what other people have done is not necessarily going to make you different from everybody else. So really find out what the problem is first so that way you can find out or you can determine how you want to tackle that problem in a way no one else is doing. So for example, for Bees by You Skincare, it was really important to me that we target the the skin that I have. I wanted to be my customer because I needed to be my customer. I needed to find something I could not find on the market already. So something that was light, water-based, um, wasn't easy to find, but the ingredients that were not only going to be great for my skin condition, but would be great for my hair and my skin in general. And I needed something that would be an all-around product that would do all of the things I needed it to do, help my hair grow, stop the itch, stop the burning, stop the dryness, stop the dandruff and the flakes. So again, researching the problem, I realized if I the way that I love probiotics in my daily health, like my daily diet, I love coconut milk yogurt. I speak about it. I post about it. I really do um, love either an apple a day or I'll do my coconut yogurt a day and it comes in different flavors. 
So, you know, I highly recommend that you guys take care of your gut health, okay? Take care of your gut health. It affects your mood, your behavior, your skin. So take care of your gut. And if you can do something as simple as probiotics a a day, um, of course, consult with your doctor first if you're concerned. But for me, that has made a difference in the way my stomach and my digestion works. And I absolutely love my probiotics. And I found that they were very helpful also Um, And there were research articles that showed it could be helpful for the skin. So I started researching and and looking up, you know, probiotic skincare and what can I do for my scalp. And I realized there just was a gap. So I would recommend once you have researched the problem and you find the gap in, in the solutions that are out there, fill the gap. Okay, that's another tip. Fill the gap in the market. If people are constantly looking for one thing and they can't find it, fill that space. Once you decide what that solution is going to be that's going to differentiate you and make you stand out, one of the things I tell people when they have any type of idea is to give it a name. Write that name down somewhere in your idea journal. If you have a particular um, dry erase board in your office or in your room, somewhere where you can give it life. And if you have a very good support system, and I mean this by, I mean this wholeheartedly. If you don't, do not tell your idea to anyone. And I mean that with my, my whole whole heart. If you don't feel like your support system is really going to be there for you, And I don't mean just giving you good advice. I mean supporting you in your endeavor. And they're constantly asking you, well, why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? And don't tell anybody else. But if you have a great support system, tell them the name of your idea and give it a life. Give it a look. Give it a feel. So that would be my next tip. Once you give it a name, and I knew for me the name Bees Bayou was going to mean something to me and it was going to hold me accountable to make sure that I am, um, you know, that I am on top of my game when it comes to delivering and executing a business because I knew from the beginning that I'm a person who can get a little scattered and I wanted to be focused and responsible and I named it after my maternal grandmother Beatrice. Beatrice was my mom's mom and we would go to her house almost every day. She lived in an actual bayou which recently flooded like I don't know maybe 10 years ago or so. I might not even been that long but um, her, her old house is I think even still there but she lived in an area that was a bayou and we used to play in that bayou as kids and go look for frogs and rocks and bird eggs and all kinds of fun stuff. So I have so many memories attached to that location and attached to my grandmother who had an herbal remedy for just about anything and she was also an entrepreneur. She was the pie lady, the ultimate pie lady and we always said her pies and her candies should have been for sale in stores. But this generation, my generation, uh, me, (laughs) I definitely want to take my ideas to a global scale, right? So in order to do that, in order to help more people and in order to help more people faster, I had to create a business out of this. So that is my other tip. If you really want to do a skincare line or a hair care line or whatever it is in your life that you want to do, Decide right then and there, am I going to do this as a hobby or am I going to do this as a scalable company? 
And you can decide if your if your life journey is like, no, I'm okay just doing this in this situation. I, you know, I'm gonna DIY this. I'm not looking to ever get a manufacturer, etc. And you just want to do that. That is so fine. But decide that early on because it will really help you decide where to put your money when that money starts coming in in revenue. So I'm going to get into some of the first costs that I had. Now, like I said, initially I made the product for myself just to try it out to see if it would give me relief. I didn't think of it as a product to sell. I didn't even think of it as a product. I just wanted to make something to calm my scalp. My scalp was red. It was itchy. It was scaly. It was oily. It was a mess. Okay, so that that in itself tells you where my head was at the time, but I told my support system, hey, I think this stuff really works. My scalp feels amazing and it works really fast. And I remember like, look at my scalp, look at my scalp. It's not red anymore. Look at my scalp. I was so excited. You guys, that feeling you get when you create something from your imagination and you can touch it and feel it and see results from it. And especially the next step of when other people try it. Like my line sister tried it with her daughter and she was like, girl, you need to sell this. When you start getting that kind of feedback, it gives me chills just talking about it. You will have the motivation you didn't know that you could find. It just will, it'll just motivate you. And like I said, I I gave it a name very early on. So I knew from the beginning that the name was going to be Bees Bayou. It was going to be um, you know, a scalp care line, but I didn't want to name it Bees Bayou Scalp Care because I wanted it to be inclusive. As we grow, we might do skin care, hair care, da-da-da care, whatever care. So I named it Bees Bayou Skin Care. So on that note, give it life. Tell your support system. Think about if you want to do it as a hobby or a scalable company. And once you decide that, decide where you're going to put your money. So those startup costs for me included just the materials, the raw materials that I purchased on Amazon, and then some just preliminary like little bowls that I can mix things in, some plastic bottles that I can mix things in, a funnel that I could use to help me pour. Um, I didn't get any mixing machines because I knew for myself in my life, I didn't have time for that. Like I don't have time to be cleaning up all that stuff and doing all those creams. I always knew that if it got to that stage in the company, I'm gonna find a manufacturer because I just cannot have all of that in my home office. My home office went from a desk in a guest room to then having to take the day bed out of that guest room and put another table in here. Next thing I know, I purchased a bookshelf. Next thing I know, I'm purchasing another bookshelf. So I needed space for filling orders. And then initially, I, I wasn't even printing labels on a label printer. I was just using the printer, the computer printer, and cutting them out. Okay, don't do that. (laughs) Invest in a label printer, get you some label roll paper, and get your life together. Okay, nobody wants to have taped on labels on their products when they arrive. So that was that. Then I created an Etsy shop. Okay, so in the Etsy shop, that was the first place we started selling. Very important to have very good product descriptions, product titles that help people understand what you are selling. 
and pricing. Pricing is very important. So I need you to go online and look at other products that have similar purposes and ingredients and check to see how they are priced and where they are priced. So for example, pricing you see in Walmart is not the pricing you see in Sephora. The pricing you see in Target is not even the pricing you necessarily see in Walmart. So you wanna see where would I see my product on a shelf and then decide what does my product label needs to need to look like to be attractive if it were also on that shelf? Do I wanna do an all white bottle? Do I wanna do glass bottles, plastic bottles? And what would be okay for my purpose? Am I trying to do all eco-friendly and I want everything to be recyclable? Or can I just am I just basing it on cost and trying to keep cost to a minimum? So you have to decide for yourself what you want your brand to look like and feel like. But you're going to need to register that name as soon as you have it. And you also want to, if you have any label, like really cool sayings that you put on your label, you may want to go ahead and trademark those sayings or those taglines or um, that, you, that you use to describe your product. So you're looking at LLC registration costs, which you can do through your state. I'm in Louisiana, so I just go to the Secretary of State website to, um, to create my company. If you plan on scaling your company, you might want to register in another state like Delaware. A lot of the corporations are, are registered in the state of Delaware. So you can do Delaware and have an operating something here in the state that you're in. That's what I did. You can also um, go th to the United States uh, Trademark and Patent website and trademark your brand name. So we have a trademark on our brand name and our product line name. And I have some other ideas for some taglines that we might go ahead and trademark as well. But you wanna go ahead and do that early on to protect that name that you gave it and protect your interest as it starts to get, you know, before you even put it out there, honestly, you might wanna do that. But if you've already started selling, go ahead and protect your idea now. Okay, so protect your business. That's super important. The other thing with creating your LLC and everything is having a business account. So that way, when you do set up your Etsy store or your website, you can link to your business account. Another thing you might want to do is talk to an accountant to decide when you set up your LLC, do you want it to just be an LLC? Do you want to set it up as a corporation? You can talk to um, a financial advisor and a, a an accountant to really decide what you want to do. Now, if you do set up an LLC, you can convert it to a different type of entity later on, like an S-Corp or a C-Corp. But again, talk to your accountant about that, okay, you guys? But I would say make sure you handle your business in the beginning because you don't want it to go too long. And then you're like, well, what do I do? I got all this money in my personal bank account. Well, you shouldn't have put it in a personal bank account. You should definitely have your own business account. Okay, so business account, link that to either your Etsy shop or however you wanna do it. For me, I started with Etsy and then I created a website about a month or two months into selling the product. So. Back to pricing the product. When you're pricing the product, you're comparing it to other people. I knew that I really wanted it to be competitive because it was a brand new product. And I wanted people to not only be like, oh, okay, this is priced about what and what with other brands. But I also wanted people to say, okay, it's 
a certain quality because it's priced the way it's priced. So if all the other scalp products are $14, you might want to put yours around $14 too. But let's say you have a certain ingredient that is so much, like it is so amazing and it might cost you a little bit more to, to, to source that product. You might want to add some other really cool things in your product like, you know, I wanted to do. So I didn't price it at $14 or $10 because I wanted to price it based on where I saw the product going and what my margins would need to be. So let's talk about margins. Whenever you have a product, you need to, to determine how much it costs to make the product and how much you're going to sell it for. Now, if it costs $5 to make a product, ideally, if you multiply that by three, then you might have a good margin. If you can multiply that by five or six, oh, you've got great margins. So if you can make it for five and sell it for 25, you've got some good margins right there, okay? And another thing you wanna consider is if you're gonna be doing hair care or skin care and later on in your journey, you are going to wholesale your product, then you wanna also remember that wholesalers are gonna typically want to purchase your product for about twice what it costs you to make it. So if it costs you five, your wholesaler might only purchase it for 10 and then they'll sell it for maybe 14, 15 or $20, if not more themselves. So there's wholesale and there's retail. Okay. So just keep that in mind when you are pricing it, you need to determine how much it costs to make it. One way to do that, which is what I did, was I created a spreadsheet in Google Sheets, which is basically an Excel sheet. And I put in the ingredient that I'm using, how much it costs me to purchase that one ingredient. And then how much of that ingredient do I need per ounce of my product? So per ounce or per milliliter, however you have to do it, however you have to break it down, you just wanna see how much even if it's 0.03 cents, you're still gonna put that in your, your assessment in your total of how much it costs to make that product. And you also wanna consider the cost of the product to not only include the ingredients, but the bottle, the top for the bottle, the label, and you might wanna even throw in the shipping cost as well and know what those costs are with and without shipping and with and without the bottle and the top. I like to include all of that so I really have a good picture of what it costs to make and what it costs to what I need to sell it for and what my margins will be, okay? So pricing is very important. And once you determine that, you might want to go ahead and start selling or you might want to fine tune your labels. So if you are looking for a really good tool to make your labels, a lot of companies online have a design, you know, department that can help you. Or you can try a, a program like Adobe Photoshop, Illustrator. I personally really like Canva.com. Canva, C-A-N-V as in Victor, A.com is great for everything that has to do with digital media, whether it's flyers, your resume, um, marketing material that you put in your mailers. These are things you want to think about. Do you want business cards? Do you want thank you cards? You want to have something that you can include in the package when you send it to people. You don't necessarily just want to mail them an envelope with, 
you know, some lotion in it. You want to make sure that it has a nice label. It might have some padding or it might have some, you know, um, crinkle paper or sparkle paper in there. Just something to work with and be in alignment with your brand and the message you want to send. So again, back to the messaging, that is so important when you're promoting your product, when you're creating the labels, everything from the logo to the color colors for the brand that you choose all need to be in alignment so for example we have a brand color that's this really interesting teal kind of green and it's so beautiful and i love it and i was able to find teal mailers so all of our not all of them but most of our um, small mailers are, are teal and we use white and i use brown so i use these uh, in like brown crinkle paper but i mail things so all of those colors and textures align with the bayou right and you want people to think of the bayou if your brand is b's bayou you know they're not going to think of b because they don't know b i know b but they'll know bayou and they'll know what that means so if we had b's bayou and our brand color was like you know hot pink it might kind of throw people off you know so you want it to be easy when people look at the product or read the product um you know description it's easy now if you're not the best at writing you can always get a friend to help you use your circle use your support system if you have one if you feel like you rather just hire someone to help these are two websites i do recommend the first is fiverr fiverr f-i-v as in victor e-r-r dot com has an amazing collection of different artisans and professionals who can help you for a very inexpensive cost and they do everything from design they can help you with google they can help you set up your website just about anything you need help with when it comes to shoot anything just go to fiverr.com type in what you're looking for they can help create your logo they can do um your mailer design oh my god they do everything so you do have to pay. It's not free, but it's called Fiverr.com for a reason, and it's a lot cheaper than hiring some people sometimes on another site I recommend called Upwork. Upwork is another website you can hire true professionals in just about any field from electronics to robotics to marketing to um, formulations. I mean, there's so much there, so much there. I'm glad I said that because I need to come back to, to this for you guys and describe the formulation part for you too. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend Upwork. Another website that you can find someone to help you create product descriptions is iCopyFy. And let me make sure I'm giving this one to you guys correctly. I'm pretty sure I am, but it is iCopyFy. So like making copies, like I c-o-p-i-f-y dot co icopify.co and you can find blog writers for your website product description writers for your website it's pretty fantastic and i recently used their service for our blogs so i recommend them as well okay so if you have your product and you're ready to roll you've got your website you've got your legal stuff together you got your your um, bank account, you're ready to roll and start selling, get those products listed, get those sales coming in, and then you assess. 
Now, for those of you who want to figure out, well, okay, hold on. What if I'm not making the product myself? Where do I find products to sell? Okay, now where to find products to sell is one of those things that can go so many different ways. Okay, you can make the product yourself. You can buy product wholesale and sell it retail on your website. You can easily just put your label on products that are already made. So for example, if you go to find a manufacturer online, so let's say you're like, you know, you just really want to do a skincare brand and you find, you go online and you Google manufacturing or skincare manufacturing, you will see different companies come up, some of them for private label and some of them for custom formulations or what they might call contract manufacturing. These companies will require you to pay a deposit so that way they can do research and development of your product. And research and development requires a chemist who will, or a team of chemists who will help you create that product. It does require a down payment somewhere, usually anywhere between like $1,000. It can sometimes go up to $5,000. This is not you ordering product. This is just for them to create a formula with you that you love that you will sell. That's one way to do it. Now, a lot of these companies also have their own line of products that you can just slap a label on and sell, which means they've already created the formula with their chemists. And all you gotta do is create the branding and make it um, known and market it to your customers. So that is another way you can find products. I went through searching multiple manufacturers. So once we started selling on Etsy, we created our website. I started getting reviews. I was so excited, you guys. You're going to be so excited when you start to get reviews. Good and not so great reviews are awesome because they help you determine what you need to change. And you want to be accessible to your customers. So you want to be able to talk to them and answer questions for them and make sure that they can build trust with your company because you're new. So one of the things I did when we created the website was I made sure to have an app. So I use Shopify. I highly recommend using Shopify for your online store. They have the most amazing tools, you guys. So I'm so serious. Just just use Shopify. Okay. They have the most amazing tools and apps to help you determine what you want to do, you know, with your shop because you can add on all these really cool features through their apps, like a contact page. Um, you can add a page that helps you with discounts and, and scheduling emails and reviews and getting status updates for orders that have been sent out and analytics and backups and oh my god there's so much stuff you can add on to here um, we have our loyalty affiliate program through the apps in shopify we have a app in here for polling our customers at the end of their purchase to ask them how we're doing and how we can improve so there's so many apps you can put in your account in Shopify that if you're not using Shopify, I highly recommend you convert over. Um, I cannot really stress that enough. Like if you're not using Shopify, go ahead right now and, and convert over. Now, some people also sell on Amazon. 
You can also set up a seller account on Amazon. So it's about $40 a month or you can do like the more complicated professional, not professional, but it's a like higher account level and that's like a hundred something I think a month. So you can kind of decide. Same thing with Shopify. There's different accounts that you can use that you can do. I think I'm on like the 70 or $80 a month account um, profile. So you can choose what you do and how much you pay per month. If you do sell on Amazon, you can link that also to your Shopify store and it will help you keep everything in order. So I highly recommend that. I also highly recommend um, a shipping app, some type of shipping app to help you create labels. Um, After Ship is one that you might want to look at. Pirate Ship um, is another one you may want to look at. Um, and I'm sure you've heard of Shippo, which is another one that you can look at. So those are some apps that can help you with your store. Pop-ups are really good. Um, so have an app for pop-ups linking your Instagram page to your to your shop, affiliates, linking that to your shop. I mean, there's so much subscriptions. I can go on. So back to the list. So once you have all of that set up and you're starting to get reviews, customer service is my next big thing. You guys, your brand is your, like it is an, an appendage, okay? Like your arm is an appendage to your body, Your brand is an appendage of you. So how you conduct yourself, whether you're doing, if you're getting PR, so PR is public relations, and you might be reaching out to different bloggers and influencers and letting them know about your blog. You might be on YouTube doing videos, whatever it is that you do. You might do business presentations where you you talk about your brand. You need to love what you do. That's why I I say this. Love what you do because if you're constantly having to talk about it and you're constantly, you know, having to post about it and share about it, you want to share something you're passionate about. I love Bees by You. I love talking about it. I love working on it every single day. I love, you know, that customers have questions and they want to talk to me. I love that. That tells me that I'm doing something right. And so, you know, if you're not doing something you care about, customer service will go to shit and you don't want that to happen. You want people to know that you care about their situation. And for me, because I have a skin condition that so many people have, like one in 10 people have some form of eczema. 50% of the population has dandruff. So it's a relatable thing that I can give some good you know, help with. So I'm passionate about it. So customer service is huge. If you feel like you might not be the best on the phone customer service person, then at least have email set up and a business email, not your personal one, a business email set up so that way you can respond to customer questions and inquiries and um, you know have all of your accounts set up with your personal, I'm sorry, with your professional business account. You can go through godaddy.com not only for your professional website domain where you purchase your .com name, but you can go through GoDaddy to also purchase your email. So you can have hello at yourcompany.com or info at yourcompany.com. You can do all of that through godaddy.com, okay? So one of the things I wanted to briefly mention here is ego dream versus your your soul dream, okay? And I'm going to take a, bre- a breather here. I'm just trying not to make this episode too long, so I've been speaking really fast. When I talk about ego dream versus soul dream, what I mean is 
For me personally, a lot of the things I've done, I've done because other people knew I was good at them and other people needed me to do them, whether they asked me to do them or there was some type of service I could provide. That doesn't mean that your ego dream is bad. It doesn't mean that your ego dream isn't something you can do for a long time. But when you find your soul dream, there's nothing that compares. There's nothing that anyone can tell you that wouldn't make you get up early in the morning to work on it or stay up late to work up to work on it. Period. Ego dreams for me were things like um, pursuing a music career. I really love songwriting. I love songwriting to this day, and I still sing and write songs to this day. But that was an ego dream. That was something that I knew I could be good at, right? It's like, oh, I could do that for a long time. But the more I educated myself on that dream and the more my life showed me that was not the path for me, I eventually realized that's not my soul dream. And I did other things in the meantime. Like I said, I'm a licensed master social worker and I keep my license and I was working with children and families um, dealing with severe trauma. And I did that and I still to this day absolutely love the families and kids that I got to work with. But was that necessarily my soul dream? No, but it was definitely on my soul's journey that it was important for me to do that because I met some of the most amazing people and some of the most amazing kids. And I felt like it built my tenacity. It built my um, self-awareness because I learned so much about myself, how strong I can be, how creative I can be, how... Um, how I can, how go getter I can be, you know, it goes back to that tenacity, how resilient I can be dealing with so many different types of situations from death of children, death of parents, death of staff members, you know, um, murders and fires and, and hunger and poverty and, and, and PTSD and, and depression and anxiety and dealing with all of that and being able to build on that, to use those skills and all of that knowledge with my friends and my family and my customers and my brand, that doesn't mean that that journey in my life meant nothing. And it just wasn't my dream, but it was my, it was my destiny. Whereas that ego dream, I really feel like was something out of touch. I was a little bit out of touch with where my life was going. And the day that this, be, I think the day I got my first review from Bees Bayou and someone said it helped them, I was like, this is it. I love this feeling. My soul is happy. I get to do something I love that helps other people, that helps me, and it's fun. I like creating products and labels and talking to manufacturers and like that is so fun so I just want to take this moment to tell you that as soon as you realize that now you have a business on your hands you'll really know if this is for you because I can scrunch as much as I can in this hour but there's nothing like the day-to-day grind of waking up and trying your hardest not to immediately check social media because you really, really need to, you know, do some self-care 
And when you're working on your soul dream, don't forget your soul. When you're working on your soul dream, don't forget your soul. Don't forget to nurture your mind and your body and your spirit. Don't forget to read if you love to read or do have daily affirmations if you have daily affirmations. Don't forget to stretch or run or take some time to take deep breaths in the morning or throughout the day. And have phone calls sometimes with the people you care about throughout the day. Or you just maybe have set times where you can get together on the weekend. Or just refill your bucket, you know. Refill your soul as you're working on your soul dream. Because it can be very exhausting when you get to the point of um, of scaling your company, okay. So now let's say you have your website set up. You have sales. You might have to now think about getting barcodes for your comp for your products. Now you don't necessarily have to do this in the beginning. I didn't, but once you do decide you want to get barcodes, here's my best advice on that: Do not purchase them from a third party. Do not do that, even though it's cheapest. Don't do that. <laughs> I cannot stress that enough. When you get barcodes, you're going to go to gs1us.org. And that's it. Okay, so gs1us.org. Okay, I just want to throw that in there. That is very important if you're going to put barcodes on your products. So you're selling, you got your website, you got your apps, you're doing your email marketing because that's something that Shopify has built in. You have your, you know, abandoned cart marketing where emails are going out. If people put something in their cart, they don't check out. You want to offer them a little discount or something and get them to check out. Make sure you're also, another tip is analyzing your analytics. So you should have Google Analytics you probably have a Google Ads account or a Google Merchants account. You probably have a Facebook business account that's attached to your Instagram. So all of those work together so that way you can market your products, you can purchase ads for your products, and on Instagram there's promotions for your products. One of the things that you might want to do is work with a company, a marketing company, or a Google Analytics or, or Google PPC management company, which is price per click or pay per click, excuse me. You can work with a company to help you get your Google ads and all of your ads set up, okay? So that's very important is to really understand what you don't know and learn as much as you can about what you don't know, even if you plan on hiring someone. You know, you can hire someone to help you do a lot, but if you don't know what's going on, same thing with your accounting. I have a bookkeeping service because it was just trying to manage so much is just sometimes too much. So having a bookkeeping service, but does that mean I don't check my accounts every day? Absolutely not. You need to look at your statements and you need to see where your money is going. If you have a business account, you want to make sure that business account is healthy and in, in a good state. So that way later on down the road, if you apply for funding, business loans, grants, and other opportunities, you have a healthy, um, you know, a healthy portfolio for them to check out and they can see your analytics. They can see that you have a bank account and this is what's been going in and out 
And if you pay yourself, you know, one of the things that I really struggle with sometimes is paying myself. And I try not to pay myself really that much, if ever. But you do have to pay yourself sometimes. So keep that in mind as well when you're doing your accounting. You know, am I going to just pay myself once a week? Maybe just once a month? Maybe I'm just going to wait and see how the how the month has gone and if I can even pay myself. So keep those things in mind as well. The other thing I would say is if you can hire help, I wouldn't necessarily immediately hire help. If you can avoid that and maybe just have your friend and family circle help you. Or again, if you do have to find bookkeeping service or Google you know, service, just try to keep it lean as you start. Okay, start lean. All right. So we talked about that. We talked about how busy things will get as you're handling customer service and product development and labels and bottles. One of the companies, um, I just forgot to throw this in earlier. You can Google, you know, finding your bottles, um, but container and packaging is a big one. Glassbottles.com, I believe it is. It's a big one. Another one. So just find the vendors that you can trust. FH Packaging is another one. So you'll find them when you Google, trust me. They, they're they the ones that come up usually first. So that's another one. Now, one of the things I want to talk about before we start wrapping this up is in terms of actually running your business and how to educate yourself when running your business, okay? And some books that you might want to check out. Um, there's some podcasts out there you guys may want to check out. But this is what I can tell you. It is a journey I did not, like I said, I didn't plan to start a business or a company. I just wanted to help myself, help other people, and do something I like to do. And it's been my whole life journey that has gotten me to this place where I found that I feel like I am living my soul dream or I'm starting to. Because there's so much more I would love to do with Bees Bayou, like mentor young women who want to be in um, skincare and hair care or, or start any kind of business and one day be an investor myself and help other businesses get started because funding is a huge indicator of where you're going to go if you're going to keep going up and up and up or if you might just burn out because you need funds to operate so one of the things that i did in searching for where do i find business money was the sba and looking at their loans and their grants Excuse me, Shopify has a program um, for funding as well. And I also wanted to just do some self-education. How can I improve myself? Because I know there's so much I just didn't know about venture capital and angel investors. I didn't even know that was a, a thing. You know, I didn't know about that world when I launched this this business. Um I just didn't. You know, I, I've been in marketing before and kind of doing my own businesses as an entrepreneur. So I knew a little bit about about that and PR and what I needed to do. But the actual ex- execution of it all and what what um, investors would be looking for, I didn't really know. So I wanted to educate myself. So I did some applications. One of those applications I applied for 
Um, one of the first ones was the Fearless Fund, and they had a program called Get Venture Ready. So I signed up for that. Some of these programs, you guys, are not free. So I do recommend if you're going to have your business paying for these things, just make sure that you're selling consistently so that way you feel comfortable when it's time to pay for some self-education tools so or programs, okay? Because it is a good business expense to, to go ahead and pay for these educational opportunities if you can take advantage of them and learn as much as you can meet as many people as you can another one is founder gym i applied for and i was shocked i will not lie i was so shocked that they accepted my application again it wasn't free to do but it was worth doing i learned so much in their program um the other one is idea institute so in just about every city there is some form of um founder uh programs and startup uh you know cohorts that you can apply to join and idea institute was one of them that is local here in new orleans through idea village and i was actually able to pitch to their investors their angel investors and through that i learned so much because they also had coaching opportunities so i was able to speak to investors one-on-one -on -one and coaches one-on-one -on -one who could give me feedback on how to present my company um same thing with fearless fun and founder gym we learned so much about you know how to present because my very first pitch was through black girl ventures and my pitch sucked in my opinion i didn't really know how to create a deck even though they did help do some coaching with us i knew that it just wasn't as good as i could make it so as i get feedback with every coaching session that i do or every program that i'm in i'm constantly updating those presentations and i'm constantly updating our stats and our analytics because i want people to see development and growth and I, the last thing I am is a stagnant person. My line name is Dynamically Pink because I'm dynamic. I'm constantly flowing and constantly adapting. So, you know, um, that can sometimes not be the best thing either. But I think it's a, a strength of mine personally. I really do think that's a strength of mine to be adaptable and to learn and be a sponge when I need to be a sponge. So those are opportunities that I would really um, look into, especially um, iFund Women is another one that you all may want to check out. I just the letter iFund Women. Um, Enrich Her is another one. Enrich Her. And then, of course, there's a load of books that you can try, um, I mean, that you can read and books and podcasts that you can listen to. Um, one of the books that you will probably want to check out is called What Every Angel Investor Wants You to Know. And another one is Venture Deals. The two of those um, are amazing. And I have a collection of books that I have added in my personal library just based on recommendations through these different cohorts and groups and meetups and coaching sessions. So there's some really amazing books out there. Another book that I would recommend just for your mental health and your spiritual health is a book called The Law of Attraction, as well as a book called Conversations with God. Um, they're not religious, they are spiritual, so they are, they're meant for mankind, not just for one religious group. And then, um, of course, there's some books that kind of put all of that together. Um, one of those books, I just want to make sure I give you the right name. 
That book is called The Psychology of Winning. And there's the new one, The New Psychology of Winning. So those types of books are what I like to keep around. And I also really recommend YouTube. Um, what I love to do while I'm working throughout the day and fulfilling orders is just put my YouTube or a podcast on or Audible and I just let it play. And a lot of times I'm listening to books or I'm listening to podcasts where they interview other business founders and you can learn so, so much. So if you are in the product space, one of the podcasts that I recommend, I'm going to my library now because I just recently downloaded it. I have so many um I have so many different podcasts in my library. Uh, let's see here. So I have a few that you might want to check out. One of them, um, well, that's a good one too. Hello 7 Podcast is a good one. But I'm trying to specifically find the one. Okay, here we go. CEO School. I highly recommend CEO School. They update every Wednesday. The Boss Bay Podcast is another great one. Um, the Marie Forleo podcast is another great one. Your First Million with Arlen Hamilton is a good one. Um, I have some other ones in here just in terms of um, in real estate investing and, and different types of investing. Breaking into Startups is another good one. I mean, my gosh, you guys, I could go on and on. Oh, and another one specifically if your product-based business is called Product Biz Made Easy. Product Biz Made Easy by Becky um, Anderson. That's another one. Startup School is another one. Let's see what else I have in here, you guys. I have so many amazing ones. The Product Boss Podcast. That's another amazing podcast to check out if you are in a product-based business. They update every Thursday. Product Boss Podcast. That's another great one. So all of this is self-education and getting yourself ready and when you're at the point where you're bringing in, you know, consistent revenue every month and you're putting that in your bank account and you're self-educating and you are now talking to investors or you're talking to angel investors, you want to make sure that you just keep growing keep growing try different things try brand partnerships try different blogs try working you know getting professional product photography and not just using you know your own you know old phone or something like that like i can't use my phone to do photos it would just be horrible um but you know try to just keep working on yourself without burning yourself out you know, I have in the process of this past almost a year now, we're in July, we will make a year in August, August 24th. But in that process, I have learned so much and I have so many tools I didn't have before. Um, I have a project, I'm sorry, a profit projection worksheet um, that helps me determine what our sales might be in the future based on products that we sell and and in different spreadsheets. I have a marketing spreadsheet that helps me, you know, with a marketing schedule and and product distributions and I mean, you'll find systems that really work well for you and that way you will start to um you know, you'll really start to understand your business better, you know, and assess the analytics and and really just put your heart into it. 
okay? But you'll be successful because you love it. And your emails and your your texts and your social media, everything will show that you love it when you really love it, okay? So these are just some tips. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything I may not have remembered, but I think that's all for now. And if you guys have any other questions, please feel free to let me know. Um, I'm very happy to help where I can. And if there's anything I don't know, I'm happy to try to guide you to someone who can help you. So in the meantime, you know, just feel good. Okay, treat yourself well. Take your deep breaths and get started okay get started on that dream get started on that dream with goals and steps just make your baby steps and do what you can and you'll be all right so hit me up if you have questions you guys i thank you so much for your support not only of bees by you skincare which is b-e-a apostrophe s skincare but also you know all of your support with say it with your breast podcast so keep following sharing liking subscribing and be happy all right talk soon bye